This is the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Bibus, episode number nine, the solo series. Welcome to episode number nine of the She Runs the Show podcast. So today we're talking about how to stop comparing yourself to other people. Uh, you know, there's a lot of comparison going on. A, it's easier. You've got technology and the global environment at your fingertips every time you swipe your smartphone screen. So it's easier to do that now than it ever was. And two, we still, as a society, over-glorify media images that aren't even real. And so I think as women entrepreneurs, it's really important to talk about why do we do that? And how can we stop comparing ourselves to other people? And I thought a great way to start would be to give you a quote. I recently published my first Kindle book. It's called 10 Things Brilliant Women Do That Other Women Won't. And I, I mean that very seriously. There are things that brilliant women do that other women won't. And I go over those 10 things in that Kindle book that's on Amazon. And principle number four, which is really like the, the fourth thing is brilliant women own their strengths and they don't apologize for their weaknesses. And I want to give you a quote from that particular point because it's, it's, It relates so much to what we're going to talk about today. And in the book, I say, a truly brilliant woman does not dim her light or hide her talents to make other people feel better. She understands that there is no amount of slaughtering to her self-esteem that will ever make someone feel worthy who doesn't. She's aware that small people can suck the life out of big dreams, and she stays clear of those kinds of people. She does not apologize for knowing what she knows and doing what she does. When she gets a compliment, the truly brilliant woman takes it in without feeling the need to reciprocate out of obligation. She can hear the words, you're amazing, inhale the gift and take her time in saying, thank you. And I just want to emphasize one line here. A truly brilliant woman She understands that there is no amount of slaughtering to her self-esteem that will ever make someone feel worthy who doesn't. And I just want you to carry that with you because sometimes we think that if we play small, we can make other people feel big. You know, there are moments when we think that if we downplay our strengths, if we as a therapist once told me, if I soften a little bit, um, that that would improve my relationship. Let me help you out. I am not soft. Like, do I have moments of being, as Wendy Williams would say, soft and pink? Sure, I do. But am I ambitious and driven and focused and aggressive and courageous? And am I all about business when it's time to be all about business? You better believe I am. And there is no amount of playing small in the world on my part that will ever make anybody else feel worthy who doesn't. So I'm just saying, as we talk about today's topic, just remember that you will never play small enough to make somebody else feel big who doesn't on their own. Period. I don't even need to talk about it anymore. But again, I wrote the book, 10 Things Brilliant Women Do That Other Women Won't. And it's on Amazon. Let me just say, I want to get better at doing this. I create some amazing show notes for every podcast episode. So if you are listening to this on SoundCloud or you're listening to this on iTunes, just be sure that you go to my website, CassandraBibis.com. That's K-A-S-S-A-N-D-R-A. B-I-B-A-S.com and you download the show notes, click on podcast, download the show notes for this episode because they're awesome. And, you know, if you're somebody like me who likes to have things in writing, 
You can print out the PDF. You can keep it in a binder for every single episode. And you've got the show notes right there. So be sure that you do that. All right. So in today's episode, again, we are talking about how to stop comparing yourself to other people as a woman entrepreneur. It's key to get this lesson. Like you aren't anybody else. So let's use this episode to learn how we can stop comparing ourselves to other people. All right, let's go. Welcome to episode number nine in the solo series. So we've all heard this term, a dime a dozen. I remember when I was wrapping up my MBA from Auburn University, a lot of the people in my class were scared. You know, we were living in Alabama and most of the students were from the South and they were, most of them were heading to Atlanta for whatever reason. Atlanta was the hotspot place to go after Auburn's MBA program. And a lot of them were hearing from people who'd graduated a class or two before that MBAs are a dime a dozen, that they were having trouble finding jobs in Atlanta, that they were struggling or they were getting hired, but then they would get, you know, let go. And so there was all this fear around having a degree that really didn't differentiate you in the marketplace. And so you know, after I got my MBA, I didn't go the route of corporate. I became a professor. So I never really had to deal with any of that corporate stuff. But what I can tell you is that I also knew, you know, on a very deep level that whether 50 people graduated my class and had an MBA, they weren't me. And so I'm not a fan of this whole idea of being a dime a dozen. There's no such thing. And I think because we are so technologically linked, it's easy to think that you're going to find at least five or 10 people who are out in the world doing the work you do, right? So I'm a certified coach. I'm sure I could find at least a thousand people on Twitter who identify themselves as coaches. I'm sure I could find at least 10,000 people who identify themselves as life transitions coach, right? So we look around on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and we see all of these people who are doing the work that we do, who are promoting things and inspiring people. And so if you're not careful, you start to look around and you start to think, oh my goodness, like, is what I'm doing even necessary? Like there's that person and that person and that person and, you know, they're putting motivational quotes on Instagram and they've got, you know, triple the number of people on their Facebook page that I have on mine. And before long, if you start to do that kind of an assessment of your own abilities, that's going to lead you down a road where you're comparing yourself to other people and not in a positive way, not in a way where you benchmark against the best of the best, but in a way that is self-defeating and super discouraging. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to overcome the insecurities and self-doubt that creep in when you start comparing your business and your brand to your competition. Because yes, as as a woman entrepreneur, I do need to know what the best in my field are doing. I do need to see, you know, what are what are their strategies? Let me learn from their tough lessons so I don't have to repeat it. There is a piece of business that does require benchmarking. But there is a huge difference between benchmarking and comparing yourself to other people. So by the end of today's episode, you're going to learn a number of things. The first thing you're going to learn is the real reason the comparison switch gets flipped in your life. Like the real reason, not the reason you think you start comparing yourself to other people, but the real reason that you flip that comparison switch. By the end of today's episode, you're going to learn why no two businesses or brands are the same in any way. Anyway, you're also, by the end of today's episode, going to learn what writers understand about authentic expression that you absolutely need to get if you're going to stop comparing yourself to other people. And then also by the end of today's podcast episode, you're going to learn how to get out of the comparison trap and three steps you can use using your IQ, your individual qualities, I'll talk about that, to create massive growth in your business. So let's just dive in and talk about this. 
And before we get started, let me just say this. We all know people who deal with major insecurities. And so if you're listening to this and maybe this might not be your issue, but you have friends for whom this is a big deal. You know, they're always comparing themselves to the magazines and, you know, to the people they read about in Fast Company and Entrepreneur and all this kind of stuff. If you know someone who's dealing with major insecurities that are holding them back from starting, growing, and creating an amazing business, share this episode with them. Share it with them. Tell them to go to CassandraBibus.com, click on podcast so they can download the show notes, share it with them because this comparison thing, it, it just seems to get bigger as time goes on. And the more technologically connected we get, because now you've got anyone and everyone posting about their amazing life on Facebook. And let me help you out with that. No, people are not going to post their obstacles, their tragedies, and their major weaknesses on Facebook. They're not going to put that on their timeline. So again, remember what you see may not be everything because people are not going to put everything and all their business out in the street. At least most people won't. So let's start to talk about this. So the real reason the comparison switch gets flipped in your life. Let's, let's just, let's just, you know, it isn't necessarily natural to compare yourself to other people. It just isn't in general. Very small children don't do that. They, they know that they're themselves. A three-year-old gets that they're unique. They don't compare themselves to other people until they get siblings. And then somehow all of that starts to get big. Like she got that. I didn't. Okay. Sibling rivalry. That's a whole other episode for a whole other show. So let's talk about the real reason the comparison switch gets flipped in your life. Well, you know, it's, it's two things really. The first thing, which is the real, I mean, like the core reason that you are flipping that comparison switch is you are watching, not doing. I once heard somebody speak and they said, you know what, you are either a watcher or a doer, but you cannot be both at the same time. And watchers uh, are what Eric Thomas, and he, he was a great interview that Lewis House did on the School of Greatness podcast. If you have not checked out the School of Greatness podcast, listen to it. It will absolutely inspire you. But Eric Thomas was interviewed by Lewis House, and he talked about the fact that a lot of entrepreneurs do scoreboard watching. Like they're watching and seeing what other people are doing and how many downloads they're getting and how many this and how many that. And if you're watching on the sidelines, you are not in the game. Let me help you out. If you are watching from the sidelines, you are not in the game. And anytime you're doing more watching than doing, you have already flipped that comparison switch. And so one of my favorite little quotes, and I post this on Instagram periodically, is this one. I'm too busy working on my own grass to notice if yours is greener. Mm, Just saying. Think about that. If you are too busy mowing your lawn, fertilizing it, getting whatever chemicals make it greener in there, getting a sprinkler system put in, making sure it looks pretty, adding some tulips to the mix. I mean, like if you are all up in your own grass, you are not worried about noticing if somebody else's is greener. So just remember, anytime you see yourself comparing yourself to other people, you need to stop for a second and go, wait a second. Am I busy working on my own grass? Or am I over there in somebody else's grass trying to notice if theirs is greener? Because you know what? When I'm too busy working on my own grass, I don't have time to notice theirs. Because you don't. So the real reason that that comparison switch gets flipped in your life is because you're scoreboard watching. You're watching from the sidelines, but you are not in the game. And again, remember, you can be a watcher or a doer, but you cannot be both at the same time. The other piece to the real reason, right, to the scoreboard watching thing that you flip that comparison switch is you haven't made up your mind that you can do what you say you're going to do. Not everybody's convinced that they are capable of doing what they say they're going to do. And one of my favorite sayings when it comes to having confidence 
about your ability to follow through and your ability to make an unequivocal decision about where you're going to be next is this. Almost every successful person begins with two beliefs. The future can be better than the present and I have the power to make it so. Let me say it again. Almost every successful person begins with two beliefs. The future can be better than the present and I have the power to make it so. And listen, you may not believe that about every single area of your life. You may not. And I'm not saying that you have got to be 100% perfect about believing that you are capable in every single area of your life. But let me tell you what, if you're going to build a successful business, this has got to be one of them. Like your business has got to be one area where you wake up every day and you say, the future of my business can be better than the present. And I have the power to make it so. You've got to know that on a deep level because there's no way for you to get over the hurdles and the obstacles and the delays and the moments where it feels like nothing's happening in your business. There's no way to get through that if you are not confident that the future can be better than the present and you have the power to make it so. So the real reason that that comparison switch gets flipped in your life is because you are scoreboard watching. You are watching and not doing. And also because underneath the watching, you don't believe that the future can be better than the present and you have the power to make it so. The second you stop watching, the second you start doing, the second you say to yourself, you know what? I believe that the future can be better than the present and I have the power to make it so. You stop doing the comparison thing. It stops. So that's the real reason that the comparison switch gets flipped in your life. Now let's talk about why no two businesses or brands are the same in any way? Our mothers used to tell us this, you know, like, you're wonderful, you're amazing, you're the best. I always tell my daughter she's a genius. I've told her that, I don't know, since she was two. And she knows she's a genius because that's what I've told her. She is a genius. Um, and our parents, for the most part, do great jobs of building confidence and building self-esteem when we're very little. But one thing that we haven't managed to carry the torch on, especially as women entrepreneurs, is understanding that the person who's driving our business, whoever that is, us, right? That we are our business. We are our brand. The brand that we represent because it is us, because we are unique individuals, because our DNA has not been replicated, because there is nobody else in the world who is exactly who you are or who I am. The brand that you represent is you and it cannot be replicated. So no two businesses or brands are going to be the same in any way because you are not leading them. And so the offers of another business or a competitor may seem the same. They may sound the same. And you know what? They may look the same, but they can never be delivered the same because you're not the one in your competition's business delivering that particular offer. So, you know, one of the things we've got to stop doing is trying to copycat off of what other people are doing. You know, I see a lot of copycatting going on in the realm of self-help. Look, I... I'm never going to be Wayne Dyer. I don't want to be Wayne Dyer. I love Wayne Dyer. I'm never going to be Marianne Williamson. I don't want to be Marianne Williamson. I love her work. She's doing the work that she was put on this earth to, to do. So for me to try to replicate one of my role models, one of the people I love and write books just the way they write them and teach things just the way they teach them, A, it's a disservice to myself because it's not honoring who I really am. And B, it's a disservice to every person in my tribe who was meant to hear my voice because I'm not speaking in my voice if I am copycatting the process. So copycatting is always a clear sign that a business is insecure in its ability to meet the demands of its customers. And listen, when you start to understand that you don't have any competition, 
that your tribe will always find you as long as you serve them, the game changes because then it's not about the other people in your field. It's about, can I speak with my own voice? Can I give all that I can give to my tribe with no expectation of return? Can I deliver to them my best, my A game every single time, knowing that my tribe will always find me because they will know my voice? You see, in that realm, it's not about deliverables. It becomes about service. And guess what? It's always about service. So no two businesses or brands are going to be the same in any way because you are not driving your competition's business and there is no other you, period, the end. Now, let's talk about, because I'm a writer, and so I, I love writer analogies. Let's talk about what writers understand about authentic expression that you absolutely, as a woman entrepreneur, need to get. And I touched upon this a few minutes ago. Your voice is unique to you. It cannot be stolen. It cannot be stolen. Like, nobody's going to steal your voice. I mean, look, I love Danielle Laporte. Everything she writes, when she just, I mean, the things that she posts, I just go, oh, like it just hits me. I'm like, oh, powerful. You cannot replicate Danielle Laporte. I'm sorry. You just can't. Like, you can make Instagram little thingies, quotes that look just like hers. You can create a website that looks just like hers. You, There's nothing you're ever going to do that is going to make you Danielle Laporte. And so when you get that your voice is unique and that it can't be stolen, you know, as a writer, the words flow easier. And, and you start to just do your thing because nobody else is you and you're not trying to be somebody else. What, what's the Judy Garland quote? Um, you know, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. It's something like that. Be yourself because everybody else is taken. And what writers also get about authentic expression that I think entrepreneurs have a hard time with is this. There are going to be some days where the words will flow easier, the products, the clients, the blog posts. I mean, there are going to be some days where you just like go into your business and it feels like magic, like everything is working and flowing and going. And there will be some days and writers can attest to this where trying to get words on a page or on a blank screen feels like absolute treachery. It is hard on some days. It is like being in quicksand on some days. And the hard days don't signify that you're not meant to be a writer. To a true writer, those hard days are not a signal for you to stop. It simply means that there is a process to your writing. And for entrepreneurs, you have to understand that comparing yourself to other people gets you very weak in your in your understanding of your purpose, because you start to, on difficult days, if you're compares, comparing yourself to other people, you start to think things like, what if I'm not meant to be in business? What if, what if that person is so much better than me? What if they already fill the gap? Like what, why am I even here if they already do what I do? When you don't get that this entrepreneurial journey is a process, that it is about your authentic expression and that your voice is unique and cannot be replicated. When you are comparing yourself to other people, you forget all that. And so you start to take obstacles and slow downs to the process and writer's block or blogger's block or product creation blocks. You start to take them personally. And then before long, you're saying stuff like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be an entrepreneur. Maybe this is just not my thing. Let me help you out with that. I'm just going to go there for one second. You don't choose your calling. Your calling chooses you. If you were called to it, as long as you stand your ground, you will be bought, brought through it. But if every time an obstacle shows up, you decide that you aren't strong enough to stay the course, you change your mind, you try something different, you start a new career, you get a new job, only to come back to the thing that keeps calling you, you're going to spend your life starting over. 
You know, another quote, if you, if you, it's something like, um, stop starting over. And I can't even remember the quote now, but it's really good. You'll see it on Pinterest or Instagram. Stop starting over. That's the lesson. Here's the other thing that writers understand about authentic expression that you absolutely need to get. Each person needs a different teacher at a different leg of the journey. I have books galore, and a lot of the books teach the same exact lessons. But you know what? I get something different from Marianne Williamson than I do from Deepak Chopra, and I get something different from Wayne Dyer than I do from Louise L. Hay, and I get something different from Twyla Tharp than I get from Peggy McCall. So I have all of these books that really do teach very similar lessons but they present it in their own unique way using their own unique voice and it lands differently within me. So the same way that an author, you know, you could have 21 authors who write about the same topic, but you want each of their books because each of their books gives you something different. It's the same thing in business. You might be the 21st coach that a potential client meets, but there's something in your delivery and there's something in your offering that is a little bit different than the first 20 things that person bought. And so they buy from you because you speak to them in a different way. So just remember, you don't have to worry about, well, somebody else is doing a program like mine or somebody else is coaching the way that I coach. Nobody else is you. And writers get this. They get that their voice is authentic. They understand that, you know, what they offer is unique and their tribe will hear their voice. As entrepreneurs, we need to get that as well. When we speak, those who are part of our tribe, they're going to listen. And here's the the opposite, the flip side to this, because I've had to work with some clients on this. Some clients are not your clients and you need to leave them alone. Let's let that land for a minute. Some clients are not your clients. And I have seen people, especially coaches, and I've done this in the early stages of coaching. Like I would fight for clients. I would sell and convince and like fight and, and sell myself out in the process. I don't do that anymore. Let me help you out. Those clients that I fought so hard to get on board were so much trouble so much trouble. Like I literally paid them by the end of the thing. I mean, I gave them so much of my energy. It was not even worth what they paid me for those coaching sessions. So let me help you out. Some clients are not your clients. Leave them alone. There is more than enough for you without taking on people who will bring more baggage than they actually pay you in revenue. Okay. Set it. That's my PSA for the day. And, you know, sometimes we worry about bad reviews and bad reviews are are bad. I mean, let's not sugarcoat stuff, but you can make bad reviews lead to great press if you know how to work it. So I wouldn't be afraid, you know, and I say that because there are those who are going to say, but if I use my authentic voice, if I go out there and I just be myself, what if people, you know, criticize me for being me? Like, what if I don't fit into the cookie cutter mold? What if I say things that people don't want to hear? I say things people don't want to hear all the time. I do. You know, people don't want to hear that most people are not consistent, persistent. They don't want to hear that most people do not put whole mind into present action on a daily basis, consistently, persistently over time. They don't want to hear that it is not hard to be successful because so few people do what it takes for as long as it takes that it is never crowded at the top. Most people don't want to hear that. They want you to comply and agree to their victim story. And I am not one for that. So I wouldn't worry about whether you're going to offend people. You will. I wouldn't be concerned about whether your authentic expression is going to be replicated by other people. It won't. I mean, you'll have copycatters, but they, they're not you. So you have no concern. And I wouldn't be concerned about 
whether being fully yourself is too much for other people. It will be too much for some people and they're not your tribe. Don't worry about it. But for the people who are in your tribe, they'll get you. They'll get your message and they'll want more of it. So focus on your tribe. Other people who don't need to be there, guess what? They're free to shut you off. They're free to not go to your website. They're free to not follow you on social media. And they are free to not buy your products. It's okay. They've got freedom of choice. So let's talk about how to get out of the comparison trap. Well, hmm. I I have to say that benchmarking is a good thing. Let me just reiterate that for a second because I, I don't want people to walk away from this episode thinking that I'm saying it's not good to have role models or it's not good to really see what your competition is doing. Like what systems do they have in place? What's working really well for them? You know, what products have they launched that did amazingly well, that resounded with people, that clients said, oh my goodness, I want more. You do want to benchmark. That's a part of good business strategy. You need to know what the best in your field are doing. You need to know how they do what they do. You need to be very aware of how their clients are responding to their offerings so you know how to better tailor yours. That is your responsibility. One of your responsibilities as an entrepreneur. But there's a difference between benchmarking and role modeling and comparing. There's a huge difference. And so let's talk about how do we get out of the comparison trap. And even from a feeling standpoint, you feel differently when you're benchmarking. When I am benchmarking or role modeling, I feel empowered. I feel very much like challenge to step up to the plate. If I find myself comparing myself to somebody else, it tends to make me feel yucky on the inside, like smaller. Um, I tend to feel ashamed of myself when I compare myself to other people. I tend to feel jealous, angry. So your feelings alone will tell you whether you're doing the comparison thing, which is a very negative emotion kind of place to be, or if you're doing the role modeling and the, the benchmarking thing. So you want, your feelings will tell you, you'll know very clearly which one you're doing, but if you're ready to get out of the comparison trap, which you know what anybody in it wants to, let's talk about how to do that. So the first thing you've got to do to get out of the comparison trap is get off the sidelines. In other words, get so caught up in taking massive daily actions, MDAs, that you don't have time to worry about what other people are doing. Like you don't have time. Like if you, and this is, you know, like everybody knows I'm training for a fitness competition. My first ever, uh, I really want to place well in my first ever NPC bikini competition that comes up in October. And let me just break this down for you. I have a long way to go. Like stepping on the scale at this moment is ultra painful. Doing the measurements, ultra pain. Like I have, when I tell you I have a long way to go, I have a long way to go. And I could spend my time on Instagram comparing myself to IFBB pros in bikini or to NPC competitors in bikini who already are at the ideal weight and the ideal body fat percentage. And I could be doing that all day long. But if I am caught up in taking massive daily action, in other words, is my nutrition on point? Is my food prepared for the week? Am I lifting every single day like I'm supposed to be? Am I getting my, like, if I am focused on handling my business, I don't have time to look at what other people are doing. So the first thing you can do to get out of the comparison trap is to get so caught up in taking massive daily action, MDAs, that you don't have time to worry about what other people are doing. Second thing you can do to get out of the comparison trap is to celebrate the success of your competition and learn from them. Like I follow fitness competitors on Instagram and when I see them post their selfies of like their body and how it's transforming, in my mind, I'm like going, woohoo, yes, go girl. I mean, I'm just, I'm happy for their success because 
it shows me what the body can do. It shows me what dedication and focus and commitment, like it, it just, it pumps me up to see other people doing the things that I want to do well. I'm happy for them. It's, you know, and my mother taught me this. My mother's better at this than I am. Let me be honest, being, you know, celebrating other people's successes. My mother is happy for anyone and everyone who succeeds especially when they're doing things that she wants to be doing. And I learned that in an early age. Celebrate the success of your competition. A, it means it's possible. And B, it shows you what it takes to get there. So you never lose in that situation. I don't get people who, you know, are upset when other people who are, you know, their competition are successful. Why are you upset? Like, A, what's for you is for you. So if you understand that what's for you is for you, nobody's going to take it from you. And B, there's more than enough for everybody. And that's the third thing you can do to get out of the comparison trap. Affirm that there's enough for everyone, including you. You know, one of Louise L. Hayes, and if you don't know Louise L. Hay, she wrote an amazing book called You Can Heal Your Life. It is always on my desk, on my bookshelf that's attached to my desk because I use that book regularly. And one of her affirmations is, there is more than enough for everyone, including me. And so if you have difficulty being happy for other people's happiness, and there, you know, let's be honest, there are areas where it's tough. I mean, I have to tell you, training for a fitness competition, it is very easy for me to be happy for other people's successes. They just, they, they make me feel motivated to have what they have and to go there and they give me tips and tools. And so I feel like I'm surrounded by my role models, you know, at the same time, I have moments where I've gone through things like infertility. And so in wanting to get pregnant and wanting to have a baby and having such a difficult time, there were moments when I just could not celebrate other people's successes in that arena, you know, between my first and my second child, I couldn't go to baby showers. Like I just, I couldn't do it. And so I think there are certain situations where it is harder to celebrate the success of other people. And I'm not saying you fake that. You know, I didn't go to people's baby showers. I just didn't do that when I was, you know, between my first and my second child because it was tough. It was emotionally grueling for me. But what I did do in those moments was I affirmed that there was enough for everyone, including myself, that if someone else could get pregnant and have a baby, I could do it too. And I did it at home and I did it privately. I did it quietly. I didn't go to the baby shower. You know, I sent my gift or mailed my gift, but it helped. It really helps. I'm not saying you have to be perfect at this. Like, don't, I'm a recovering perfectionist. All you perfectionists and overachievers out there don't hear that I'm saying you got to be perfect with this thing. It's not a perfect science. What I am saying is that if you, one, get caught up in taking massive daily actions, your MDAs, you won't have time to worry about what other people are doing. If two, you celebrate the success of your competition and you learn from their success, you will be learning and benchmarking. You won't be comparing. And three, if you affirm that there's enough for everyone, including you, then you won't feel like the negative emotions, the anger, the jealousy, you know, the, the shame, the fear, those things will, will go away. They'll, they'll reduce quite a bit. So that's how you get out of the comparison trap. And here's the final thing you can do to get out of the comparison trap. Trust the timing of your life. This is the hardest one. Trust the timing of your life. Tosha Silver, who wrote a book called Outrageous Openness, Letting the Divine Take the Lead. She, one of her prayers, and it's not really a prayer, but it's a, it's a way of being in the world. She said, if it's mine, I can't lose it. And if it isn't mine, I don't want it. That is one of the most empowering statements I have ever ever heard. And it's all about trusting the timing of your life. Listen, if it's for you, it's for you. It's not going anywhere. Nobody can steal it. Nobody can take it from you. 
It's yours. And that's an important point to remember. But if it's not yours, it's not yours. I mean, you, you could do handstands and, you know, flips, and you could go on a 40-day voyage across the seas. If it's not yours, it's not yours. And there's nothing you're going to do to make it yours. So remember, you've got to trust the timing of your life. When it's somebody's time to rise, it's their time to rise. And when it's not, it's not. So if you just remember Tosha Silver's words, if it's mine, I can't lose it. If it isn't mine, I don't want it. It will empower you to trust the timing of your life. And when you trust the timing of your life, you do get out of the comparison trap. Because you might see somebody who is way more successful than you are. And you wish you were there. But when you trust the timing of your life, you, you say to yourself, I'm going to keep grinding for grinding's sake. I'm going to keep doing the daily work. I'm going to take my massive daily actions, trusting that when it is my time to shine, I will. So trust the timing of your life. Now let's talk about three steps to using your IQ, your individual qualities, to create massive growth in your business. Here they are. Number one, speak in your voice. Yours. You know what your voice is. Say what you need to say. Like, this is my podcast. This is my show. I run my show and I speak in my voice. I'm not trying to sound like somebody else. I'm not trying to do this podcast like somebody else. And I trust that the people who are in my tribe, who know me and who resonate with me, they'll enjoy this. And the people who are not my tribe, who don't resonate with me, they'll shut me off. Boom. If you want to use your individual qualities to create massive growth in your business, the first thing you've got to do, the first step you've got to take is speak in your voice and say what you need to say, as John Mayer said in that wonderful song. Second step that you can take to use your individual qualities, your IQ, to create massive growth in your business is this. Create products and services that you'd give to your best friend, knowing with a hundred percent certainty that it would help them immensely. Do what I call the best friend, or sometimes I call it the, the, the child test. In other words, if my child were an adult, or if this were my best friend, would this solve my best friend's problem? Could I trust this product or service that I'm offering to do everything it needs to do for my adult child or for my best friend or for him or for her? If you do that best friend kind of adult child test, you'll get your answer as to whether or not the product or service you're creating is really what you need to be creating. And so the second step to really using your IQ, your individual qualities to create massive growth in your business is to create stuff that you'd give to your best friends, knowing with 100% certainty that it would help them immensely. So do the best friend test. Sometimes I do it with my children too. Like if my child were an adult and with this product or service I'm creating, would this help them? Like, would I have a hundred percent faith in what I'm creating that it would do the job well for them? That usually tells you whether you're on the right track or not. And then the third step that you can use to leverage your IQ, your individual qualities to create massive growth in your business is this. Be consistent in putting whole mind into present action on a daily basis. Give your best for you, not anyone else. You know, I woke up this morning and I was not feeling like recording a podcast. Let me just be honest. I Today is the first day again, and I'm, I'm going to have a whole episode about this when this little journey is done, but this is the first day again where I'm giving up caffeine, sugar, wheat, gluten, and dairy. You know, can I just, uh, I'm going to do a whole episode on this, but can I just say, this is one of the toughest journeys of my entire life, This this like cleaning up my nutrition. When I'm off caffeine, gluten, wheat, and dairy, I am like on fire after about three weeks. Like it takes three weeks to get there. And if anybody knows me, you know, I'm not a person who likes downtime. I like to move, 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 keep it going. And so caffeine gives me an artificial sense of that. Like on caffeine, I feel that like, go, 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 go. The problem with that is that caffeine and sugar and gluten and wheat, A, 
they work against my fertility, which as a lot of you know, I'm, I'm working on having another baby. I have three and I'd like five more. Yes, I did say five. People are like, are you crazy? I'm like, might be a little bit, but I'd like five more. And I'm 37 now, just turned 37. So I, I've had to make some really major decisions that I really didn't want to make. Honestly, I like Starbucks. I love Starbucks. Um, and so it's been a roller coaster ride trying to give up the caffeine and the gluten and the wheat and the dairy. And I know people say like, do it a little bit at a time. Look, folks, I don't know if you heard my numerology episode, but I'm a five life path. Like we don't do a little bit at a time. We do zero 100. So when I'm off of those substances and I've done it before long-term, um, I had infertility between my first and my second baby. And so when, you know, two years became three years and I was only in my early twenties, I just got up one day and decided that I was going to change. So I became a personal trainer. I worked out, got my body into the best shape ever, cut out coffee completely, you know, bought a house, got pregnant with the baby the next month. So I know that this works. Where was I going with this? I just lost my thought for a second. Um, yes, the consistency thing. This has been one of my greatest challenges in terms of putting whole mind in present action, but it's not something that I'm giving up on. And I'm going to tell you why, because I understand that this journey with the caffeine and the gluten and the wheat and the dairy and the sugar is not simply about nutrition. It's about my whole life. And the reason I say that, and I said this in a previous episode, how you do anything is how you do everything. How you heal anything is how you heal everything. So learning consistency, whether it's developing a meditation practice that you do daily, or it's eating in a certain way, or it's training for a competition, or it's blogging three times a week consistently in your business, getting into the groove of consistency by putting whole mind into present action on a daily basis is key. And at the end of the day, it comes down to this, give your best for you, not anyone else. Like I told you before, when I woke up this morning, I did not feel like doing a podcast. I do not have my coffee. I am not planning on going to Starbucks today. You know, I am already preparing for the caffeine withdrawal headaches that are going to be here by tonight. My Motrin is right there. Um, And I was just like, how I, I woke up thinking to myself, how am I going to record an entire podcast when like I'm about to be down for the count for the next 14 days? Like it literally when I get off all of that stuff, the caffeine the gluten, the wheat, the dairy, it literally takes me 14 days to come out of the haze that occurs in your brain, the fogginess when you're on that kind of stuff, which is not healthy for you in general. I just said to myself, you know what? I'm going to get up and do this podcast for me, not for anybody else. I'm going to give my best for me. And again, self-discipline, says Albert Hubbard, is doing what you should do when you should do it whether you feel like it or not. So whether I felt like it or not was not the issue this morning. I committed to get episode nine done, getting it done. So the third step that you can use to create massive growth in your business via your individual qualities, your IQ, is to be consistent in putting whole mind into present action on a daily basis. Again, give your best for you, not anybody else. Now, if you've listened to this episode and you know what you've got to do to stop flipping that comparison switch and you know how to get yourself out of the comparison trap and you now have those three steps to using your individual qualities, your IQ to create massive growth in your business and you still want more help with building self-confidence because you know what? We all could use a self-confidence boost like why not just be more self-confident on a daily basis? I've got this amazing power coaching program that is absolutely free. That's about how to go from the fear of failure to the joy of success. It is an like, it's one of my best power coaching programs and you can download it for free. All you have to do is go to HTTP colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash self-esteem 212. Let me say that again. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash self-esteem 212. 
and download that amazing program. It is awesome. In fact, I think I need to listen to it again because it's been a minute. It's a great, amazing program. It comes with a PDF. It comes with a number of MP3 audios that you can listen to in your car. If you want just something that's going to help you go from the fear of failure to the joy of success by building your self-confidence and your self-esteem, download that program http colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash self-esteem 212. And again, don't forget to grab the show notes at cassandrabibus.com. Just click on podcast. You can even go directly to this episode's show notes by going to http colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash srts epi nine. That's tinyurl.com forward slash SRTS epi nine. And that will take you directly to the show notes. Um, you know, join me on, on social media guys. I mean, I'd love to communicate with you more. I'd love to hear what you love about the podcast, what you'd like to see talked about on she runs the show. So you can find me on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Cassandra Bibus. That's K A S S A N D R A B I B two B's A S. You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Cassandra Bibus. And you can like the Facebook page for she runs the show facebook.com forward slash she runs the show. All right, everybody. I hope you had an amazing time. Again, you are you. There is nobody who can replace you. There is. And listen, I just want to leave on a final note. There are some folks who are going to try to make you think that you are replaceable. You just need to just, you just need to tell them where to go. You just need to tell them where to go. And you know what? If those people who are trying to make you feel replaceable are in your inner circle, guess what you need to do? Fire them. Fire them from your inner circle and maybe even fire them from your life. You are not replaceable. I am not replaceable. You are not replaceable. So let's stop doing this comparison stuff. Let's just take our business to the next level together. Because you know what? We lift as we climb. It's not about competition. It's about creation and creating a world where by standing in our light, we give other people permission to do the same. All right, everybody, Cassandra Bibas here, your host for She Runs the Show podcast on iTunes. If you haven't written a review of of She Runs the Show on iTunes, could you do that for me? Go to tinyurl.com forward slash She Runs the Show podcast. And would you write me a review? Just let iTunes know how you feel about the show. And as always, you are brave, brilliant, and daring. Run your show. I'll talk to you soon.